Though the global pandemic may be slowing things down, Spring Branch is taking tangible steps forward to keep our economy strong, like supporting our local businesses, linking them to free online business courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. This episode of Looped In is sponsored by Brookfield Properties, a fully integrated global real estate services company leading the transformation of downtown's Allen Center and Houston Center. Welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast all about real estate. The dirt, the deals, the people, the places. It's all here. I'm Nancy Sarnoff, real estate reporter with the Houston Chronicle. And today on the show, we are going to reveal the winners of the second annual Loopy Awards. The Loopies are Looped In's always amusing and sometimes snarky annual awards for Houston real estate. And today, listeners... You are in for a real treat because we have a very special guest. Yes, a very special guest. Someone who is helping me co-host the show today. Longtime listeners of Looped In will recognize this person right away. But for those who are newer to the podcast, let me just do a quick introduction. This person is my favorite millennial. She is a Beaumont native, now living in Washington, D.C., a former Chronicle real estate reporter and the co-founder of Looped In, Erin Mulvaney. So great to have you back. Hi, Nancy. Hi, <laughs> listeners. How is everyone? You... Great to be back on the Houston airwaves or whatever it is. <laughs> no, it's great to have you back. I'm so glad you could do this. You sound so serious, though, Erin. This is the loopies. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding my breath during the whole thing. I was... I was so excited. I'm just bursting to talk about the loopies. I can't believe I missed out on the first annual loopies, frankly. Well, that's but... okay. It's You can go back. You can go back and listen. That's the beauty of podcasts. Know, yeah. They're there forever. Well, you know, congratulations, Nancy. You know, 100 episodes plus I've seen. Like, it's Aww, gone on. You. It's been great. Uh, the dirt, the deals, the people, <laughs> the places. <laughs> Well, they're all it's all there every week <laughs> well thank you thank you it never would have happened without without <laughs> you so um i'm i'm glad you're back and hopefully maybe you can come back like on a regular basis i know you know i was thinking i remember we almost called it the landlady <laughs> do you remember that oh yeah like what if what if you were stuck with that i'm so glad someone came up with looped in i don't think we did someone else thought of looped in yeah brilliant but. yeah oh yeah that would have been that would have been like the death knell. <laughs> it would have just been over. <laughs> or we could have just like said the landlady, but that, well, that no, wouldn't have been that like, bad. No, it, kind of, it kind of ages you, I think. No offense to your Gen X. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Lady. I don't know. Landlady. Landlady. Okay, I'll let you go. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. Over your podcast. No, <laughs> no. That's okay. That's okay. You do you. Do you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um. Even though you're no longer a Houstonian, I, I was telling someone this the other day, I feel like real estate reporting is the kind of thing that sort of stays in your blood. I don't know if you, I don't know if you feel like that. Yeah, totally. You know. Yeah. And but. I'm sure like you pay super close attention to real estate stories in DC mm -hmm. and yeah, I bet you'll be familiar with a, a lot of these nominees and if you're not, I'll help you fill in the blanks. Um, okay, great. So here's how we're going to do this. We've got eight categories. I'm going to read the nominees, and Aaron, you are going to reveal the winners. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Our first category, trendiest development trend. The nominees are floodproofing, 
spec mansions, museum expansions, and small homes. Erin? Okay. I'm going to go in reverse order. Reveal the winner last, the, I guess, loser first, Ugh. or the least least winner. <laughs> um, <laughs> the least of the winners is museum expansions got a solid 15%. <laughs> okay. 17% is for spec mansions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 39% is small, er, I see, small er homes. Yeah. I have something to say about that. I mean, things are actually small up in, like, the Northeast. So I imagine there's a difference between Houston small and bigger and small in yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Just read the winner. So. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> the winner is flood proofing at a whopping 68%. Of wow. Flood proofing is the trendiest trend in Houston. I'm not shocked. I'm I, not shocked. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, I think it's telling too that Hurricane Harvey is still on the minds of many people here. Are they creative flood proofing plans or is it just raising things on rafters? Um, okay, wait. Sorry, I have to interrupt with a very important message. Um, I just, <laughs> I just got a Slack that Tillman Fertitta is on the first floor talking to the editorial board. Oh, do you have to go cover it? <laughs> do you want to call me back? No, it's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, I wish we could put something on this. I know after I was going to have to cut this, but I was laughing the other day thinking about. Um, uh, I don't think <laughs> we're going to cut this, by the way. <laughs> The time that um oh you're not cutting this okay maybe I shouldn't say it <laughs> no no um, no I you can say it well I was gonna say I was remembering oh. the time that you told me that that y'all thought Tillman Fertitta was dead oh god maybe we need, do need to cut that <laughs> and you had to track and you had to track down the tip or something I mean, he's alive well healthy oh <laughs> god yeah yeah that was years ago it was a bunk, <laughs> it was a bunk tip. I don't know why that popped into my head. I was just like, oh, my God. Well, but anyway, <laughs> we got to the bottom of that real, real quick. <laughs> <He's and alive. laughs> he was alive and well and still is and apparently on the first floor of the building. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to stay here for now. Maybe I'll maybe I'll catch him later. Um, so flood proofing, my all time favorite example of flood proofing is the house. It's a house on um, Brazewood that has gotten a nickname, the Swamp Castle, because they <laughs> they built it up so high. And it's a ginormous house. They built it up so high, like 10 or 12 feet above above the ground level. And I did a story after Harvey about about examples like that, people elevating their homes. And it was it was the the featured picture of the story it was just oh yeah i just looked it up wow. okay i know Isn't it really that crazy? does look like a castle <laughs> i know swamp castle. i guess what are you gonna do if you keep getting flooded you gotta do something about it yeah like, wow it's really high <laughs> i know right <laughs> and um and they have an elevator in the garage that sounds like a worthy loopy indeed yes i definitely yes. understand that one flood proofing you you got it um oh do you want to talk about small homes 
I don't know. I just saw smaller. <laughs> I didn't know if you were being snarky when you wrote that small parentheses. Yeah, er. <laughs> honestly, I don't remember why I did that. But, but well, I, I guess had, the tiny house trend is like super tiny, like 100 square feet or something. Yes, so, that's why I did yeah. that. You're right, because this is not about tiny houses. This is just about we've got some builders that have started building like 14 and 1500 square foot new homes, actually some as small as yeah. 1000 square feet. But um Anyway. So I have to ask you too, so are spec mansions back? So spec mansions are back in a big way. And when wow. I when I wrote this, I was kind of thinking about the heights because there's been, I mean, and it's been going on a while. And I remember you covered that spec mansion story, which is the first time I, I guess I heard that, that phrase when you wrote about mm-hmm. it. But that was in River Oaks. And these were like, you know, what, four or five million dollar houses and what I was thinking of was more kind of the continuation of that as well as like the st- kind of stuff you're seeing in the Heights um, where these developers are, you know, going in and building on every inch of every square foot of the lot and, you know, putting up these really fancy million dollar plus homes and really kind of changing the character of some of the streets there. Where bungalows used to be exactly. that were kind of replacing them with. Giant houses. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think it's really kind of angering some of the residents. But um, that's another that's another podcast. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's get to our second category, which is best worst real estate buzzword. The nominees are hospitality, disruptor, experiential, and hardscape. Okay, now I'll read. The winners, losers, hospitality came in at 18%. Okay. Hardscape comes in at 26%. And I guess it was really a close call on the winners, but second place is for disruptor at 43% and experiential. Wait, how do you say that word? How do you say that word? I know. If you were in Houston, you would know. Experiential. I hear it all the time. <laughs> Experiential at 52%. Experiential. <laughs> okay. Well, hmm. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to unpack that one for me. <laughs> obviously I can't even say, obviously I can't even say it. Okay, so at the Lululemon on Heights Boulevard, you can go there to shop, but you can also take a yoga class mm-hmm. at the store, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> That, I, think so. I think they do that. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be an example of experiential. What is? Well, I, I have to ask you what disruptor means since it was a close second. Yeah, disruptor is a great one. It is um, a disruptor is like, do you know what an eye buyer is? A what? An eye buyer. Eye buyer. Yeah. No, I don't know what an eye buyer. Is. So an eye buyer is a company that buys houses from people online and then turns around and sell them sells them so there's and we've talked about them a lot recently but there's this company called open door that recently launched in houston and you can basically go online and put in all the details about your house and they will turn around and make you an offer on your house within like 24 hours you can either accept it or not. And if you accept it, you can pick your closing date and, and then, and so they, they'll buy it from you. So you don't have to do any open houses. You don't have to work with a real estate agent. You can work with an agent, but you don't have to. 
And then they take the house and, you know, make some quick fixes and turn around and sell it. So it's disruptive. So it's disruptive. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I just basically did an ad for Open Door. (laughs) Speaking of, speaking of, Aaron, guess what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Looped in, got our first ad. It's not Lululemon or Open Door. (laughs) It should be. If you're listening out there. For free. (laughs) No. And and you know what? This is a good time to to break for our ad. Let's hear it. This episode of Looped In is sponsored by Brookfield Properties, a fully integrated global real estate services company leading the transformation of downtowns, Allen Center and Houston Center. So now we are back. And the next category is Best Remake. The nominees are... Rice Village, Uptown Park, Manil Collection, and The River Oaks. I will list the winners and the losers now. Uptown Park came in at 8%. The River Oaks came in at 22%. Rice Village, 33%. And the winner is one of the most beautiful places in Houston, the Manil Collection at sixty-seven percent. Yeah, isn't that your favorite? Building I love in the Manil. I think it's so lovely. Just such a great. Um, are they a sponsor as well? <laughs> they, um, <laughs> everyone donate to um, the. You know, I, th- I think it's a really great. Um, I love the landscaping around the Manil. I think it's a really cool, um, cool thing for Houston. Just in the middle of this, you know, I like I like Montrose as well. In the middle of Montrose, mm-hmm. it's just a great. It's just a great, um, it's a great feature of the, of the city. And so I, I have heard, I have not seen it myself when I visited Houston, but I've heard the remake is, or is great and well done. Um, so 60, a whopping 67% voted for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a great place. Okay. And the next category is most ambitious project planned or under construction. The nominees are Heinz Tower on the former Chronicle site, the McNair Tower on Post Oak Boulevard, Rothko Chapel renovations, and lastly, the Sears Innovation Hub. Erin? Okay. So the winners and losers are the loser is another great, <laughs> a great part <laughs> of Houston, right next door to my friend the Manil. The Rothko <laughs> Chapel renovation came in a day. Startlingly low, eleven percent. Even though I have no idea what the renovation looks like. Um, well, it's the, they're just starting it, so it's planned. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't even have put it in this category. If you're not familiar with uh, Mark Rothko, going into the Rothko Chapel for the first time is shocking. Like, <laughs> like if you don't know anything about like what Rothko is about, you're like, huh, this is interesting. Um, but it's it's a kind of interesting. That's a cool thing Houston has. So, anyways. Uh, Next up is the McNair Tower on Post Oak at 15%. And then Heinz Tower on former Cron site. No name yet, I assume. Um, no name yet. No named Cron site Heinz Tower, 30%. And at a landslide victory, <laughs> with a landslide victory, the Sears Innovation Hub at 85%. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Well, I guess it is the most ambitious. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you make of that um, that winner, a a clear winner. 
too. I think it's ambitious because Houston doesn't have a huge innovation slash technology presence. Mm-hmm. And it's something that Sear that not Sears, but Rice University, which owns the property and in the city, and I think just a lot of stakeholders, public and private in that area, really want to see want to see that area become something that Houston can really showcase as as um a a, a hub of innovation, really, <laughs> just what it is. Right. Um or what it wants to be. And they're trying be. to attract attract tenants. Right. They're trying to attract tenants. Yeah. And they've taken the Sears building and they're, you know, they're, they've, they've been renovating it and they own a bunch of land around it. So it has the potential to be a huge, um, a huge catalyst for the area. And it just really, it's, if, if it, if it happens like they say it is, it's, it's going to really change the, the look and feel of that area too. So. Yeah, and probably everyone knows if you've been around that area knows that building and that's that's a really interesting thing to renovate. Um Yeah, it's in Midtown, I guess we should say the old Sears. In right, Midtown. in Midtown. Um I was um, you know, rooting for you guys for the Amazon headquarters. <laughs> oh stop. <laughs> I was. And then you know, Dallas was like the in, in a contender. Like I a know real contender. <laughs> but I mean <laughs> I was kind of rooting okay. for Dallas. Um, but I mean, Houston is a hard sell, like what, you know, a month or two after Hurricane Harvey. Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, although I guess you could have looked at it another way. I don't mean to be flippant about it, but, um, it it was, uh, yeah. Where are they going? (laughs) Where are they going? Where do you think they're going? Virginia. area? No. Yeah. Actually, it's really close to, um where I live in Virginia, um, right outside of DC. Oh, Crystal, wow. It's called Crystal City, but they're going to rebrand it something else. And then they're going to um, Queens, like a neighborhood oh, right. in Queens. Right, so right. they basically pick New York and DC area. Right. Okay. <laughs> After all this drama. <laughs> but So they're going to like rename this, the town or the, what's Crystal? Well, it's just a neighborhood. It's in Arlington, oh, okay. Virginia, but it's called Crystal City. Okay. That's the neighborhood name. And which is a terrible name and um, that place is terrible. And <laughs> I, I don't worry about cutting this. Everybody knows it. And um, they want to call it like national Harbor, I think, or maybe there is a national Harbor, uh, national landing, national landing is what they want to call it, which is sure. It's, it's kind of more, I don't know. It's not that great either, yeah. but they have big hopes. You would like that. I, I guarantee if you were, that's the perfect example of, you know, a, a real estate story here that I'm like thinking all about all the time. Like, Ooh, what's going to happen to that area with the price, the houses, yeah, for sure. the history of the land. And yeah, I'm deep into that, except I really don't want my rent to raise, but oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. That's like your backyard. So I know it kind of stinks, oh, but hopefully gosh. it won't. Okay. Well, crystal landing or not crystal landing. <laughs> <laughs> crystal landing is the worst by far. National <laughs> landing. I don't like that at all. I'm just going to be bold and just say that. I, I thought you were going to say they were going to brand it like something Amazon <laughs> related. <laughs> they could have thought of something cooler, but I, yeah, like I think they're prime, already... prime landing. <laughs> no, wait, crystal prime. <laughs> crystal prime. Yeah. It sounds kind of like a, a superhero or something, but. All right. Sorry. Okay. We'll move on. Okay. Next. Way to go, Sears. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Next category. Best real estate controversy. The nominees are W Hotel Tax Break, Crystal Lagoon Hubbub, Urban Living Copyright Case, and Kirby Mansion selling to a Cadillac dealer. Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> Love, I love these. I, these are. I want to deep dive on every. I know they're such I, good stories. <laughs> and then it's kind of funny because some of them speak for themselves, and some I need like way more information. That's <laughs> <laughs> cracking me up. It's not. This is, there's not a runaway in this one. Um, well, I guess I depends how you look at. It. I guess there is. Um, okay, so <laughs> the loser, which is <laughs> I Crystal Lagoon Hubbub in. Balmoral? What's Balmoral? Well, it's called Balmoral. It's a master plan community in Northeast Harris County. Okay. Okay. It didn't, it did not, no one, only 13% of people are upset about that one. Okay. Well, tied, tied for um, second slash third place or the next two, W Hotel, downtown tax break. Mm -hmm. Um, Seemingly, seemingly speaks for itself. Um, (laughs) And Urban living copyright case. Those are both at thirty-five percent. Okay. With the winner being um, Kirby Mansion sale to Cadillac dealer at forty-nine <laughs> percent. Nearly half the people are really upset about the Kirby Mansion sale to a Cadillac dealer. <laughs> to a Cadillac dealer. Oh wait, so a Cadillac dealership. A Cadillac dealership. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I I, I read it like. Um, like someone who sells Cadillacs bought it, and it's like, who cares? Well, like, I don't... No, well, I mean, that is true. That like to live in the mansion, I mean. Oh, <laughs> like Oops. a guy, like a salesman or something. <laughs> I'm like, are y'all like that mad? <laughs> like, who cares? He bought a cool mansion. He made some money selling Cadillacs. Like. Okay. Yes. No. It's not no. that. Totally. That totally makes sense. I now I see it, and I should have. I I should have had you proofread these before they went out. But um. No. That's that's shocking. I can't believe that. Are yeah, they knocked down the mansion. So yeah. Well, we don't know yet. That was oh, initially wow. the the rumor that they were going to buy it, knock it down, and so there are a lot of people, including all of the usual suspects in historic preservation in Houston, trying to work with the owner of the dealership to somehow save it or incorporate it or or incorporate the existing mansion into whatever new building is built there. This is also a building in Midtown that we have talked about at length on this podcast. So it's going to be a big story, whatever happens. So I'm on it. Uh, Speaking of historic, next category is best historic redo. Our nominees are Heights Waterworks, Montalbano Tire Shop, John Bigger's Mural, and Gus Wortham Park Golf Course. Aaron? Okay. Um, only 8% of people voted for Montalbano, Montalbano Tire Shop. Mm-hmm. 20% of people voted for the John Bigger's Mural. 25% voted for the Gus Wortham Park Golf Course. And... Heights Waterworks came in at 72%. Whoa. It really must be something, this Heights Waterworks. Wow. Well, it's still under construction. and But, you know, people love the Heights. <laughs> people, people love the Heights. go nuts over the Heights. And it is cool to see the renovation of these historic buildings. And they're also adding and adding apartments and retail and 
I haven't been over there in a while, so I don't know the latest, but it's a it's an old city facility from gosh the twenties maybe, and they're also repurposing some of the buildings for retail, and it's very close to Nineteenth Street, which is you know that very walkable. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would want to live there. That sounds like a runaway one. I, I don't know. Yeah. The- I, I know the the golf course was kind of a source of controversy when I was there, um, mm-hmm. or not controversy. I think neighborhood, strong neighborhood interest in the outcome. Yeah, might be the better way to say yeah. that. All right. Well, um, two more categories, and All right. uh, second to last, we've got saddest historic demo nominees are Houston Press Building, Clark Gable House, Mid Century Mods, and Manil Tree. Oh. Hmm. Was it um, the tree with the with the big roots the that big were like roots, on the ground? Yeah. Okay. The big rooted tree okay. on the park across from uh, the Manil building. Yeah, that was a cool tree. Um, yeah. But anyway, okay, here are... It was. It was a cool tree. <laughs> Goodbye tree. Um, okay, so coming up in last place, people, only 18% of people care that the Clark Gable house is gone. Mm. I'm kind of surprised at this one. Mid-century mods is next to last place at 28%. 43%. This one's a nail biter, by the way, for first place. 43% <laughs> Houston Press Building. And then a very close 44% is that Manila tree that I seem to have preference for. But I'm actually Whoa. not going to come down for that one. Yeah. Wow. I Yeah, Houston Press was in the in the, um, in the the lead for... A long time so that's really interesting Houston press building but it was sort of in a part of downtown kind of on the southern end of downtown where there just wasn't a whole lot of activity I know this building. around this is it. a beautiful building yeah yeah and Chevron bought it and tore it down <laughs> and it's, it's gone. yeah I, I don't think they're building anything on it at the moment but I'm sure at some point they will yeah, you know, I was a little surprised um, mid-century moderns didn't get a higher um, <laughs> vote given the Houston Chronicle's previous interest in mid-century modern neighborhoods. <laughs> that makes, yeah, it makes me laugh because you and I have joked about how we've both done this story probably yes, present more, more than once. <laughs> yeah. And not exclusively but have it, done this story about mid-century moderns. Yeah, but I mean, it also is a big part of it is just because of the multi years of flooding that we had right mm-hmm. i mean because that's when you you first wrote about it when Meyerland flooded for for the first time or it was the tax day or memorial day i'm not sure which one but um and then you left and then harvey happened and a bunch of other neighborhoods got hit with mid-centuries so all right we're going to get to our last category which is best high-rise amenity the nominees are indoor lap pool Bike Valet, Dog Spa, and Art Studio. Erin? Wow, those are interesting. I have questions. Okay, so <laughs> the best high-rise amenity. Last place goes to Art Studio at 17%. Bike Valet is 34%, followed by <laughs> Dog Spa <laughs> at 40%. <laughs> and the winner is the Indoor Lap Pool at 48%. Hmm winner i should have given that more dramatic reveal the winner is the indoor lap pool so is that for the whole building it's not like a one person has a lap pool um no but actually in this building it's the arabella 
which is the new Randall Davis Tower um, mm-hmm. on on the, along the West Loop near San Felipe, it has an indoor lap pool. It has a regular pool, regular outdoor pool, and an indoor lap pool. And a bunch of the penthouses have private pools on their balconies. Okay, that's what I was wondering. If yeah, actually had private pools. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe just, maybe that deserves a vote. But otherwise, I kind of feel like a, an indoor pool isn't that unusual. But um, that's I guess great exercise. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the only indoor lap pool in Houston. I think that's oh, okay. Or the only indoor lap pool at a condo building. I, anyway, right. I, I thought for sure the winner would be bike valet. I mean, that yeah, was what is my that? vote. What is a bike valet? Well, it's just like what it sounds. I think like when you it, when you drive up on your two wheeled bicycle, someone takes your bike and parks it for you. That's by far the best. Right? I would actually bike. Right? Because I would just, because the thing about biking is it's a pain like to get out your bike, you know, make sure everything's fine, you know. Yeah. You can just drop it off and hand it to somebody. I mean, I would bike all the time. Okay. Yeah. Dog spa is funny. I I mean, art studio, that's, these are all cool. Yeah. I thought that was interesting too. The dog spa was, um, <laughs> again, like, uh, I think a lot of places are doing dog washing areas, but the, just the fact that they were calling it a dog spa, and this is this was actually in the the River Oaks high rise, mm-hmm. and I remember you wrote about that. Um, it was oh, yeah. that existing building on Westheimer, I think, where they where they just gutted the whole thing and and redid it and turned it into a super high end condo building. But it kind of struck me. <laughs> okay, that's cute group. Okay. Like, why are they calling it just for dogs? Like, do cats not need a spa? <laughs> you hate cats. <laughs> I haven't said anything about cats. You're just saying that from personal knowledge about me. <laughs> do you think anyone's... I was trying to, like, say something, like, loving about... I feel like I'm speaking up for cats, actually, right now. Uh-huh. Do you think anyone's still listening? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the person who edits this is a cat lover, and I don't dislike cats. I'm allergic to cats. I feel like that's different. <laughs> but, oh, gosh. I totally <laughs> forgot. Oops. Foot in mouth. I, I um, just want to declare my name on that. But other everything else, I'm I'm obviously very guilty, and I did it to myself. But All right. Well, um, thank you for that. That hot take, as they say, your point. What a terrible way to end. Your this point positive. is, I know. I just don't even. I know kept what calling to everybody do. losers. <laughs> I kept kind of, in yeah. fairness, I might have voted differently than the outcome. You didn't vote. These. Well, I mean, I didn't know if it was like illegal or something. Oh, because you don't live here anymore. I thought you wanted me. Yeah, I don't want to. And, and obviously, I couldn't even say experiential. I shouldn't have done that to myself. <laughs> cut. <laughs> I, I voted. I don't have cut power anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I did vote, by the way. I, I did get a little thrill when I saw that Heinz has a plan for the cron site that was so um, mysterious, you know, for a while mm-hmm. that they were going to build there. I know. I mean, we knew they were going to build something, but it's cool they have a rendering and we can see what's going to be in our old home. Yeah. And actually they are also building like a 40 something story residential building on the old Cron parking garage site. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. So more details to come on that. But um, Aaron, thank you so much for doing this with me. It was so much fun. 
Yeah, it was great to be back. Yeah, we should make this a yearly thing. Nope. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll give you an update on um, Crystal City, and you can give me an update on the Crystal Lagoon hubbub. <laughs> hubbub. <laughs> we'll we'll hubbub. do. We'll do. And um, yeah, and I hope you're enjoying DC. And I'm glad all the all the federal workers are are now back to work. If you could just keep that keep that going. I know. Um, I know. We're happy they're back for the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, everyone should be. Yes, yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Well, listeners, thank you for listening to Looped In. I hope you had fun hearing Erin again. We miss her a lot here. And um, if you have any ideas for a show or just want to say hi, you can reach out. I am at Nsarnoff. And Erin, where are you these days? Uh, same old thing at Erin Mulvaney. Okay, perfect. Subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And... Until next time, guys, have a great week. Thanks, y'all. Good to talk to you again. This episode of Looped In has been sponsored by Brookfield Properties, a fully integrated global real estate services company leading the transformation of downtowns Allen Center and Houston Center.